0: Hey, uh, Jimmy Valentine, that was a really great game-winning score you had there at the sporting event.
1: Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate that. You can look for that card really soon at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. They got tons of sports memorabilia.
2: Jimmy Valentine, RKO Radio News. Jimmy, what makes Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics your favorite comic store in the Colorado area? I'm telling you,
1: forget about it. A comic collector like me, I can save 20% on a hold slot. Duh. Plus, it's hard for me. I'm on the road all the time. If I want the amazing Spider-Man and I'm not around, it's in my hold slot. Jimmy Valentine,
2: what do you have to say about your recent allegations about steroid use?
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna answer that question, but I am gonna tell you that if I want to get Magic the Gathering cards, I go to Colorado Coins Cards and Comics. <laughs> the little squirt Jimmy Jr., he loves those. So go to sixty seven hundred Wadsworth Boulevard in Nevada, Colorado. They'll take really good care of you. Hold on, Jimmy, one more Jimmy, question. One more question
3: Wait, no, no, don't go yet.
0: Yeah. Does this sound familiar? You're interested in purchasing that new action figure, but aren't sure if it's worth it? Well, come check out PlasticExplosion.com, where you can go to find all the latest and greatest action figure previews and reviews.
1: Every week, they'll be bringing you reviews and picks from your favorite
0: collections, such as DC Universe, Masters of the Universe Classics, Marvel Universe, Star Wars, Transformers, and many more. Come check us out at PlasticExplosion.com. That's PlasticExplosion.com. Barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores Ruff's Barbecue and Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop Off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ.
1: Welcome to the podcast. I am Ryan. To my left is James. In front of me is kind of Brad. We went and saw Twilight, Part Two, Breaking Dawn, Breaking
0: Dawn Part Two. Yes, and, yeah. The Twilight James Saga, did. Breaking Dawn Part Two is the title. Me
1: and James did. Brad decided he's too good to go see that movie with us, which, which is probably yep. true. <laughs> yeah. It's just probably um, true. We um, yeah. went
2: and took pictures of cool. trees with lights on them. Cool. Instead of watching that movie. <laughs>
0: Remember last week when I said that this week you were going to be sick with the flu? Yeah. I must have. I must be a vampire with like super. I know. You can see into future, the future. Yeah. Uh huh. Like
1: Alice. Man. I remembered her name, dude. Yeah. Alice. That's pretty impressive. Ashley. I am Green. sick, but I got um, some sleepy time tea um, to soothe my sinuses. And so so if you hopefully fall- I don't sound too terrible.
0: Yeah. So if the podcast suddenly gets really bad, it's because Ryan fell asleep. Because I. But it has
1: vanilla in it, so Ooh, the vanilla kind of perks you up. Vanilla. You can find all your favorite Sleepy Time Teas at CelestialSeasonings.com. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Anyways, we're the real nerds. We like to watch movies and have fun, and then we podcast our experience to the world, and we start every show with fan mail.
0: Fan mail! We need to just change the name of this podcast to Ship Full of playgrats What? Did the fuck does that mean, James? <laughs> Because we're all sick. What? Ship full
1: of plague. Never. Oh, mind. ship full of yeah, plague ship rats. Full of, I thought oh you yeah, no, said shit, shit full, full of, of plague bats. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is
0: that? Yeah, you know, well, I'm so sick that you can't understand what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah, shit full of plague bats.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know, bats that bit Cujo on the nose turned him into a rabid dog wait, wait, wait. with uh, D. Uh, Wallace in a car with right. that one
0: kid from Who's the Boss? I hate, to, I hate to admit this, but I've never seen Cujo. No fucking way. That's what that movie's about. Yeah. No way! Yeah, the dog is—he's
1: all happy oh, at the beginning. No. He's like Lassie. He's you know running through a field, and he sticks his nose in this little um, hole, and this bat comes in, like me me me, and bites his nose, and he becomes an animal. It's
0: a good movie. You should check it out. You know, um, he doesn't remember writing that book, Stephen King.
1: Yeah, was he hit by a car?
0: Uh, no, he was an alcoholic and on some cocaine. So,
1: because <laughs> <laughs> he was, and anyways, yeah, his sunrise a good comic book. Lock and key? That that was for
0: you. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. I wasn't listening. I know, obviously. Fuck. Lock and key
1: is really good. Anyways, our first email is from Cora. I love when we get emails from people who listen to our show. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, tell your friends.
1: Um, (laughs) she says, "Hey guys, do you not have any faith in the quality of your show to retain uh, an audience in spite of your asshole reviews of movies they may (laughs)
0: like?" (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I do.
1: Uh, In spite of y'all giving. Why did I do that, all southern? It's by y'all. <laughs> it's by y'all giving. In spite of y'all giving a less than a less than great review, of Frankenweenie, which which is amusing to me that it just keeps coming up in conversation. I still love and loyally, loyally listen to your show. Thanks. I've just been super busy. Um, if I keep on uh, messing up reading, it's because my eyes water every once in a while because I'm really sick. So I'm sorry, everybody out there.
0: It's um, also because you're half dyslexic. Do you want us to read it? Ah, uh, no, it's all right. I don't uh, want to read it. I'm half dyslexic. <laughs>
1: It was a nice it was a nice fresh breath air to hear that you all like funny people that'll forever oh, be a favorite of mine. Sandler's good. reflective monologue at the Thanksgiving table has stuck with me since I saw that in the theater. It just felt so real. he was talking about all those guys he grew up with so great you know I agree you know adam Sandler can be can be he is a great actor when he wants to be yeah um, raid right over me, punch drunk love there is examples of oh, it, oh yeah,
0: but you know what my favorite scene in that movie though is there's that scene where um. They're at this, this show Ira. with with uh, with James Taylor. And and uh, Seth Rogen says to James Taylor, hey, do you ever get tired of singing the same songs all the time? And s- s- James Taylor, you know, James Taylor s- sings sweet songs. You know, my mom likes him. He looks at Seth Rogen and goes, do you ever get tired of talking about your dick all the time? <laughs> oh, every time. It just kills me.
1: And uh, she follows us up uh, with... It's, uh, I'm going to watch Moonrise Kingdom, finally. This, oh, good. Uh, wait, that's horrible reading of that. <laughs> I'm going to watch Moonrise Kingdom, finally, this weekend. I absolutely love Wes Anderson Films, Royal Tenenbaums, Darjeeling Limited, and Rushmore especially. And this was the wrong subject matter at the wrong time to see it in that th- in the theater, so, so super excited to finally catch what y'all have been talking about all year. You'll probably really Wrong get
2: subject it. matter? Um, Do you have a problem with kids falling in love?
1: Uh Maybe. Well, I don't know what she means. Maybe, you know. Oh, Maybe. You know, sometimes it's okay for you to fall in love with a four-week-old
0: baby. As long as you imprint it. Hey,
1: hey, hey, hold on. We'll get there. (laughs) Um, She also says, I'm addicted to Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, and Vampire Diaries. I'm not proud of the last one, but I also love (laughs)
0: Twilight. Ridicule commence.
1: Regardless, have a fabulous week. Love the show, Cora.
0: Hey, thanks. Cora, we're not going to ridicule you. We're just going to ridicule Twilight. Okay, you know what? I am going to
1: ask, Cora. I'm going to ask you a favor. I'm going to ask a really big favor. Yep. I want you to send me an email defending the twilight movies. I've asked this of a girl I knew last year and her explanation was horrible. So unsatisfactory. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want an intelligent woman, which yeah. you are Cora to tell me why these movies and or books appeal to you. And then I will make fun of you some more because <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah.
0: I, uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, all I will. can really say about that. I, uh, so
1: please, if, if Cora, when you listen to this, please send me um, a Twilight dissertation and then um, I will not publish that and I will not uh, uh, defend it or however they do it in college. It's
0: not, it's not necessarily a challenge. You know, like... It is entirely possible somebody may finally send me an email, send us an email, and say like, "This is why I like it, and why it's good for me." And I might go, and it might change oh, okay. your whole like perspective. Yeah. No, 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 I will still think it's highly offensive and poorly made. Uh, that will always happen. But uh, maybe I'll, you know, soften a little and go, oh, "Okay, maybe you will." Yeah. So I guess it is a challenge. Yeah, soften my heart, Cora. Uh, my wife sent us
1: a tweet saying that she came <laughs> home watching my sick hubby. That's me. Uh, watching American Horror Story in the middle of the second-to-last episode, and she was lost.
0: Um, Yeah, and I'll talk about that a little later. She totally threw me off, though, because I had to go onto Google and type in Mm AHS and just search around (laughs) to try and figure out what the hell she was talking about. (laughs) Because she didn't say American Horror Story. She said, came home and he was watching AHS. And I thought, the hell is that?
2: I do not even watch that show, and I knew what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I do watch that
1: show. Uh, Cool. And then we also got Dan from Ohio... All right. Uh, he has feedback for the end of the world greetings. In your discussion on the la- on the last podcast, two films came up, and I'd like to comment on. First, <laughs> I'd like to say that your view of the Raven was dead on, James. Thank um, you. I was it was one of the few films that I was anticipating this year. Really, and it re- proved to, it proved to be a remor- remarkable disappointment. While John Cusack tries to make the material work, no one's helping him. Despite the interesting premise, it could it couldn't have been less engaging. Absolutely. Again, I've I have no desire to see the movie, uh, but nor now you. that it, I mean now that you've seen it and Dan's kind of said, Hey, this movie sucks, I might see it.
0: It's just Is it worse than Twilight? Um No. No no no. no. It's <laughs> it's just boring. You know, it just never delivers you anything. Uh where Twilight is is highly obnoxious. Um But yeah, we'll get to that.
1: And you know, actually this next paragraph is gonna be really interesting. Hmm. Um, however I must take issue with your review of Seeking a Friend for the End of the World okay. right? way to go guys <laughs> <laughs> perhaps oh, we finally hey, you hated it, it too <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I didn't hate it no, no 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 I don't think any of us hated it we just don't understand it perhaps it's my love of dark comedies or my affection for Kira Knightley but this is one oh. of my favorite comedies of the year um, not that surprising a lot of people did like this movie
0: really yeah. I don't remember the re- reviews from it um, no. I just it, never laughed do you Sorry, go
1: ahead. Its take on the social reaction to an apocalypse is fascinating, especially in its diversity. Some give in to fear, some lose their inhibitions, and others cling to their routines for security. Plus, I think both Steve Carell and Kieran Knightley are in their element and have a good grasp of the tone of that the film is. Have a good grasp on the tone that the film is going for. Additionally, I found it impressive that seeking a friend for the end of the world was daring enough to go to where it did at the end of the film. I know a lot of critics had a problem with it, but I found the ending quite poignant and right on the right note to end on. It's a real affirmation that the human spirit preserves in the darkest of times. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I did mention that, I think, in my original review of it when we saw I think that it's a bold choice to actually have the world end. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, but again, I just... <sighs>
0: I, don't, yeah, I just I mean, couldn't
1: get into this movie, and I mean, I, I, I love Steve Carell, I really do, um, but again, when he does his Dan in real life and he does this one, I, it's just really hard for me to get into it.
0: Well, and I think he, I, I definitely think he's right about Steve Carell and Keira Knightley both, you know, they know what movie they're in and they do a good job. I think the movie is cohesive and, and well-made at all times, it's just that I don't, uh, I don't know, and yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's that I don't like dark comedies and maybe I haven't seen enough of them or something, but... Um, it it never delivered anything for me that I could hold on to, um, so at the end it it wasn't poignant for me. It was just like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I mean, that's where this goes, but I don't know why. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and
1: you know, I I don't disagree with Dan's comments on the film. It just didn't work for me, right? Exactly. But I can see how um it might connect with somebody. Um, because I mean, there is some longing, and I love the scenes with Steve Carell and his dad. I think those oh, yeah. scenes are really good. And yeah, I love
0: Martin Well, Sheen, and but... like the stuff early on, like he's talking about with um. The people who sort of just go on with their life, you know, um, like the cop that 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 scene is kind of funny, and or, or the people early on who are like, oh well, the CFO killed himself, so whoever wants to be CFO, you know, you just get to be that, like that kind of stuff was was funny. Um, but it's that second half or so where they're they're on the road and it's supposed to become more of a romance so that's when I'm I just sort of lose touch.
1: And this is an interesting way to end the email too. Oh, oh. Um, and lastly, I'd like to caution you not to be too harsh on Twilight. I know Ooh. it's a. I know it's a lot of fun to joke about and deservedly really so. But given the pure garbage that Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was, and the abomination of an underworld film earlier this year, among other vampire films, Breaking Dawn Part Two isn't that bad. All things considered, Ooh. regards Dan.
3: Hey Dan, I have an. I have a
1: <laughs> message for you too. Please write in to us uh, <laughs> this week and let me know uh, your defense of this movie. And I, I'm not. I'll probably tear it apart. But I'm just saying that I, I always want to hear other perspectives on this movie because yeah. it's. Uh, it's one of the movies in the film series that I just can never understand. Um I, I just for some reason they're super popular and I just can't understand it. So um yeah please um share your thoughts too Dan because um much like Cora we love hearing from you and how insightful you are. And we
0: we also saw all three of those movies and while yes um actually I think I can would com- Underworld came out this year. Uh, yeah, I might even say that Underworld is the best of the three. It is. Yeah. It I is. mean, that movie's not good, but it is... At least uh, the
1: CGI Scott Speedman's more convincing than... Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll save it for the yeah. review. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. When we get to the review, I'll talk about oh, it. Oh, that baby.
2: Speaking of writing, and don't forget, uh, Film Explosion in 2012 is a few weeks away, and we are inviting our listeners to send us their top movie lists. Yeah. Exactly. To and, read on the air. And
1: this is how we're going to do it. Um, everybody who emails us, I'm going to rank your movies one through five, and then... The movie that has the highest ranking on everybody's, like the Academy Awards, uh, we will pick that as the fans choice of movie of the year, and we will read it on and everybody who writes in will give you a little shout out. So please send us your top five, top ten, whatever you want to send us, send us your yeah. favorite movies, and we will pick the movies that's the highest ranked on everybody's to be our fans choice of movie of the year. Very cool. And that'll be fun. And Brad, have we decided on a theme for Film Explosion yet?
2: Like a theme song or a poster. For the poster. Or doing your little... Um, Are we doing the neon one? You're yeah, doing your neon. Cool. I want it like Blade Runner. Do yeah. it. Drive style. Nice. Ooh.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Cool.
1: I don't know if we decide. What was the one you wanted to do? I was going to do it. Like it's shit. A... So, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. What was it? Oh. I forget.
2: Oh. Maybe I'll hold back uh, another episode this week. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> What was yeah. it? I forget. I'm sorry.
1: Huh? I'm being serious. What was the other one we were thinking about doing?
2: The futuristic... Oh yeah, year three thousand. We'll do that sometime
1: in the future. Yeah, <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, um. Film Explosion is fast approaching, and we are going to record the episode December twenty eighth. So hopefully, we'll have it. Well, Brad's going to make the poster when he's going to have it up on yeah. online. But we will be recording it December twenty eighth. Man, if I only had the that,
2: time to do something like that. That
0: does that doesn't mean that um, it's going to come up pretty fast. So if you're waiting until you see Django Unchained. Make sure you send that email in yep. as soon as you see Django Unchained, because it won't, it won't Rob. even, you know, yeah. the year will not even technically be over before we record that episode. So it's
1: because it's all my fault, guys. I really want to see Texas Chainsaw 3D, you son of a bitch, and
0: to be our first show of the uh, new year. So <laughs> that's gonna put a hex on all of next year, dude. What if it's awesome? Star Trek's gonna be shit. Star Trek 3 is gonna be shit because the first her. movie you shut we shut saw, bitch we'll mouth. Get, we'll get there. Okay. We'll
1: get there. So thank you, everybody, for writing in. And thank you in advance when you send us your films for 2012, Absolutely. the ones you like the most. For me, it's going to be a tough year. It's it's already tough. I, Yeah, it's going to be really tough. Yeah. That's all I can say about it. So thank you, everybody, again. Remember, you can tweet us, real underscore nerds. You can like us on Facebook, leave us a message there. You can also email us directly at realnerds. Wait, I always <laughs> mess that up. nerds at gmail.com. You can leave us messages on our actual website real nerds com, and we will read them on air as well for sure so please do that call us 720-6-NERDS-5 and we will play your message on the air no matter what you want to say if you want to call us pieces of shit we'll play it on the air the only please. thing you can't say is think say bad things about our mothers we will not play that on the
0: air <laughs> uh I really want somebody to call in and call us a piece of shit. Now that'd be awesome. I get off. I'll on do it. it.
1: <laughs> no, it, it doesn't work if it's one of us. We should have. Hey, I'll Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, call us in and call us a piece of shit. That'd be awesome. Can you even spell shit, Mark Wahlberg? Oh, <laughs> challenged. <laughs> Boom. Stuff we've been watching, boys. Stuff we have been watching this week at our homes or in a movie theater near you.
3: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
1: I only watched a couple things. Well, I watched two things, but one was 12 episodes long. Um, I watched this. I I randomly, uh, on Amazon Prime, I always, I've been doing this a lot lately, whether it's an old movie, I might put classic. Uh, This week I put in horror, and I was going to see what just (coughs) popped up on Amazon Prime. And a movie that was fascinating, and I watched it solely on the reviews based on Amazon.com, it's called Lake Mungo. And it was part of the After, uh, after Horror Fest, After Dark Horror Fest, um, a couple years ago. And everybody said it was a really interesting take on found footage movies. And again, I don't really like found footage. But you know what? I'm like, you know what? I have nothing else to do. My wife's studying really hard, and I'm going to annoy the fuck out of her by watching a really loud movie.
0: It's it's not going to be a movie where like there's a lake that produces mongoloids, is it? No. Oh,
1: God. Uh, lake Ooh. Mungo is an actual lake in oh, okay. Australia. But it's all dried out. So it's it's an interesting... So it's, abst- so it's just a valley? Pretty much. Oh, okay. Um. But anyways, the movie is... Actually, it's kind of scary at points. Um, it's about this girl who drowns. In a lake. Not in Lake Mungo, <laughs> at, at a different lake. Remember, Lake Mungo is dried out. Right, right, right. right. Um, I'll get to like. what Lake Mungo is oh, in okay. a second. Okay, um, sorry. So anyways, she drowns and... Her family's obviously grieving, and it's shot like a documentary, so yeah. it has an interview with the families and the brother and the mom and the family members, hmm. and it starts with the son sitting down, and he says, you know, we went to uh, the lake a couple... Uh, no, they didn't. They Someone was filming at the lake a couple weeks later, and his sister was in the background of in this.
3: Ooh.
1: Um, and then there are strange phenomenons happening around the house where it says, maybe the sister's still alive. Because maybe she didn't drown. Maybe the father misidentified the body. Oh, no. Which they show the body, and it's kind of scary. It's horrific. Like, yeah. someone who's been drowned, they didn't find the body for they're a week. they're all bloated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but they, so, you know, like typical found footage, they set up cameras around the house. And you don't uh, really see her. But every once in a while, uh, they'll have the son. He says, nothing happened when we watched the video. But I went back and I analyzed it, and then they show the, the same footage. But in the background, you see like a little figure standing there for no reason. And the movie keeps on going on. And it starts revealing a little more. And it, uh, about halfway through the movie, it turns out that the son was playing a hoax because the mom didn't believe that her daughter was dead. And she didn't want. So he is trying to make it that, oh, oh there's lots of unsolved stuff here. If we can so, see the ghost, then
0: we know that yeah, she's dead. I
1: exactly. But then it starts going a little farther. And and remember they sit down and they're talking to like a news crew yeah. they say you know he was the guy who was in the background in this one picture what he did is he took he took pictures in the backyard and then he took an old picture of his sister and put it superimposed it on there like all faded so it looked yeah. like maybe it was a ghost um but it turns out she was leaving, living this secret double life uh next door uh the neighbors she was having sex with the husband and the wife which it was At the really same
0: time or like they didn't know they were both having affairs with her. No, at the same time. Oh, okay. And Sexy. they they only found that out
1: because they rewatched the footage that the son took. And the, one of the neighbors was in her room trying to get this videotape of her having sex with these people. Oh. And so they said, we didn't know our daughter and uh, we didn't know what was happening. So they found out they her diary was with this videotape and she wrote Lake Mungo on it. And <coughs> something happened to her at Lake Mungo and her mom said, I don't know what happened to her. We she came home. She lost her cell phone. She lost her bracelet that we left her. Um, She went out there and we we don't know what happened to her. She came back. She seemed shaken, but we're not sure what happened to her. So she went out. uh, So uh, some time passes and one of her friends was recording on her phone what happened out there. Oh, and what happened is she's the one who buried her phone. She's the one who buried all her artifacts and left. They found her phone. They looked at the video of her phone. And she was walking down the road, and she... Uh, I'll spoil the movie for you guys. Yeah. She was walking down the road, and she was attacked by her ghost. Like, she saw her bloated version of herself dead. Oh. So, basically, she had a premonition of her own death. Yeah. And so, she was totally scared. She really died. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's an okay movie. I mean, it was there's some scary parts. I loved how it kind of played on it. But what was, made the movie actually kind of cool at the end is they replayed the found footage. So you saw the fake picture of her in the thing, but if you look to the right, she was like really there. If you saw the fake footage of the son walking in the camera dressed as her in the corner, she was really there. Ah. So it was kind of a cool little um, play. Again, it's found footage. You have to stretch the credibility. And I mean, because they kept on saying, oh, but this happened. And it was kind of stupid. Yeah. But it, I liked it because they tried something new. And that, you know, the son was a hoax and then it found out... All this stuff, but she was actually really there and trying to communicate with them, and right. it was interesting. That's neat. Um, you know, whatever. It was only an hour and twenty minutes long. Um, if you're looking for a found footage movie that's different and it's Australian, you know, watch that one. You're like, I really need to see an Australian movie. I need to see a... that. Bo- is a Crocodile Dundee, and, bloated chick, and America. a bloated chick, and there's some scary parts. I mean, uh, uh the the makeup effects were really good and cool. It's done differently. Very cool. Um, the second thing I watched this week was the whole first season of American Horror Story which is streaming for free on Amazon. So you um,
0: made it through the whole first season because I didn't even
1: do that. I did. Because um, uh, I was so sick like this week. Yeah. I didn't want to get up. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just watch. I literally watched seven episodes in one day. <laughs> um, I, here's my thing with American Horror Story. There's some ideas that I think are really good. Um, yeah. I don't think they capitalize on them enough. Uh, the the premise of it is it they, it takes place in this murder house and and this house, lots of tragic things have happened. And when someone dies in the property of the house, they come back as a ghost. Sometimes they're evil. Sometimes they're not. Um, The whole show starts off as Dylan McDermott's character is a doctor in Boston who has an affair with a student. Connie Britton is his wife. And she's trying to move out. And they decide to relocate to California to start a new life. And they get the house super cheap. And, yeah. (laughs) And it's just... Uh, haunting after a haunting, um, there's some parts in it that I think are really good. I think Jessica Lange's really good in it. Oh yeah, um, she has a daughter with Down syndrome, and actually there is parts. I thought the scariest parts is when um, Jessica Lang has a boyfriend that's I don't know 25 or something in it, yeah. and she's you know trying to sex him up, and uh, her daughter Addie sees that um, the girl next door Violet's being attacked or harass and she says uh you know the down syndrome girl is saying hey you know you got to save him you got to help her and then jessica lane's character puts her in a room full of mirrors and says look how fucking ugly you are look how yeah. ugly you are and the little girl screaming and i'm like that to me is scary oh yeah that how bad her mom treats her but her mom also loves her it's a really bizarre um little sub story um but it's really good cool. uh
0: the show is really good, and, and as somebody who is really enjoying season two, I, I think that those writers are really good at writing bad people. Yeah, and they're not always good at writing horror, but they're always good at writing people that are bad human beings.
1: Yeah, but I mean, then there's there's some parts that just it falls on the weight of its own plot. Yeah, where totally, um, you know, Dylan McDermott is still seeing his college student who he had an affair with because she's pregnant and she wants to get an abortion. So he goes to Boston and then he has to run away because Connie Britton and her daughter are attacked in their home by these people who are reac- re reenacting a murder that happened there in the 1960s. Totally whatever. Yeah. So he comes back. He leaves her there. She shows up at his doorstep and then the burn victim guy kills his girlfriend. And instead of him calling the cops, because even though no matter what, he just barriers her alive in... Well, not berries her alive, but he buries her in his backyard. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then she comes back as a ghost, but her motivation has totally changed after that. Um, you know, she could, because these ghosts in this show can also hurt people and kill them. Right. But she doesn't. She's pretty much whatever. I'll, I'll call his wife and tell a, and act like I'm alive. It's really bizarre. And
0: doesn't that, as, as I remember, the one of the hardest parts for me was just that doesn't it have sort of some. Some sort of pacing problems where Very big it jumps problems. around in the story and, and
1: doesn't see. Originally, uh, yeah, when originally I originally was watching, it, I said, "Is that on purpose?" Because right. they want to jar you of what's happening. Yeah, um, I mean, there are some really effective moments in it. I, I, I won't say that they're. It's it's an okay show. Um, I do like, uh, uh, man, I don't know. The show is okay.
0: Yeah. um the opening credits are amazing the opening credits are really and good the very first scene of the, the series with those two boys that go in the house with oh, the yeah. bouncing ball it's good fucking good That's i remember good. like that, that i i was hooked right then but
1: yeah but it's you're right it slowly starts petering out yeah and um dylan McDermott's character is a piece of shit in the whole movie actually i thought the most yeah. clever thing in the whole show was the maid dylan McDermott saw her as the sexy young beautiful woman Everybody else saw her for what she really was, was an old lady yeah. Um, who who cleans the house. But then again, it doesn't make any sense because she was killed as a young lady yeah. by Constance, who's Jessica Lange's character. Um, But then she, I don't know. It, and then the way it ended, you find out that their daughter, Violet, is actually dead. She died of a drug overdose.
0: Oh, no way.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you have got to the episode where she took all the drugs and the boy made her throw them up well she actually died in there and he hit her body oh. so no one would know which is an interesting take on it yeah um,
0: did you see what how why that boy was so evil i think I, yeah, I think so maybe i don't remember
1: um anyways he's like a columbine kid he goes on a shooting oh, spree in his right. school yeah. and on halloween the ghosts of the kids that he killed come back to haunt him but oh, when they fuck. but when they shot the the scene of him killing the kids they this sounds really morbid but and why i would pay attention to this but how he killed them and then how they showed up uh, earlier at the Halloween thing where they're oh. haunting him, their, their wounds were different. Oh. And the whole um, thing they're showing is shooting them with shotguns. And this one kid had a bullet hole in his head that was like this big. Yeah. Like that looks like a nine millimeter to me. Yeah. So that consistency is really weird.
0: It, it that, that first season feels a lot to me like they had a cool idea for a show and they did a pilot and then got picked up and then they never could quite... Work out the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, whereas the second season doesn't feel that way to me. The second season, they've got all these stories are running, um, and they all feel like they're they're planned out pretty well. Yeah. So and it and it ends with uh, Laura actually came in
1: on this, the second to last episode, where Connie Britton goes into labor and she has twins. One's an evil guy uh, and one's because uh, it's by two parents. The rubber suit guy is the kid Tate, oh the, the boy who's dead, by the way. Um, okay. So he haunts the house. So he rapes her, right? Um, but she also is carrying her husband's baby. <laughs> so she gives birth to her husband's baby, and it's stillborn. Hmm. Um, she gives birth to the to Damien, and of course, it lives. But she dies because uh she can't make it to a hospital. Yeah. So <laughs> Dylan McDermott's character is racked with guilt. And I actually think the last episode's really good because all the ghosts, the evil doctor in the basement, the nurses that were killed in the 1960s have to help deliver this baby. And this baby is allegedly the second coming of the devil. It was foretold that if a, a ghost has sex with a woman and the woman gets pregnant, then that's the coming of the devil. Okay. So anyways, of course, the one baby lives, the bad baby. Dylan McDermott, instead of taking the child, bearing his wife and daughter because they're both dead. Um, he goes back into the house I and mean, when he's in the house, everybody wants that evil baby. So he's hung and he's killed. And then, uh, the baby is stolen by Jessica Lang's character, which I thought was actually a great, I'm like, Oh, that's a good way to end the series. But then it went to another episode where the whole season, uh, Constance, Connie Brin's character is mad at Dylan McDermott because he's a he, piece, he's a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. He, had, he as, as I remember, he has an affair with with his student because, yep. like, they had another miscarriage yeah, or something like exactly. that. Didn't they? So yeah, exactly.
1: So he's a piece of shit. But now that he's dead, everything's, it's like a happy-go-lucky final episode where this new family tries to move in. And so instead of them being subjected to the horrors of the house, they all put on this elaborate skit. So they haunt him. <laughs> Sorry. And they're... uh so they're doing all these freaky ghost things, and all the people, people they're like, ooh, let's get out of here, and they run away. It's totally unnecessary. And then the last shot of the the family is them decorating a Christmas tree.
0: Yeah, this is stupid. So, so at the end, the house is okay.
1: Yeah, because they won't let anybody else live in there. But the final shot is three years later when oh. Jessica Lang's character is at a, a, a hairdresser, and she's getting her hair done because it's the first time she's been out because she doesn't want people to know that she kidnapped this kid. She comes home, her maid's dead, and the little kid's just, like, smiling in the corner. Right? This is oh. not scary. It's stupid. So, yeah, that's American Horror Story. It's okay.
0: Huh. Well, I'm glad they didn't do a sequel season.
1: Yeah. Uh, Connie Britton's really good in it. I think she's my favorite character in it. Oh, yeah.
0: No, I remember um, loving her and Jessica, of the Yeah, her show, and but.
1: Jessica Lange are really good. Dylan McDermott's pretty good at being
0: a piece of shit. Um, I even remember thinking that Kate Mara was good. It's just that yeah. her character is bizarre. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um. So yeah. that
1: was uh, my long explanation. To say, eh, if you're bored, you can watch American Horror Story. Cool. Yep, Murder House, and that's all I watched this week.
0: All right, um, I did. I you know last week, Catch Me If You Can came out on Blu-ray, and I had a chance to check it out. Um, I'll just really quickly say, a hey, that movie is still fucking amazing. Um, and but. The Blu-ray is not great. In fact, they do a really weird thing where they they took the D V the second DVD from the DVD release, and just threw that onto the Blu-ray, still in SD. So when you watch it, it's it's letterboxed. You know, mm-hmm. there's that the black box around everything, um, which is really kind of a shame. You know, in a, in a year where we got Jurassic Park on Blu-ray and uh, Indiana Jones and Jaws, and they all had these amazing releases, for this movie to just sort of get like, well, NDT. yeah, we're just gonna poop it out oh yeah Andy T. <laughs> um for them to just sort of be like well you know this is some lesser cared about steven spielberg movie one of my favorite steven spielberg movies Me too um for it to get it's a, it's kind of a crummy Blu-ray release is unfortunate but um
1: you know what I, I one of my favorite scenes in that movie is at the end where he's caught oh yeah and uh he's in that you know that printing factory and they have that monologue between the two and I just love that moment
0: in the movie. Oh, it's great. It's funny. I um, When I watched through the special features again, I didn't remember that um, in the actual story, Frank Abagnale like, runs out of the, the courtroom, because it was a courtroom, runs out of the courtroom, away from his parents, because he doesn't want to choose who to live with. And that is the last time he sees his dad. Yeah. Um, in the movie, there is a scene where they have some resolution, but in, in the real story, um, by the time he gets caught and everything, seven years later, his dad's dead. Yeah, that's a great interview. Yeah, I
1: remember on the DVD, as a great interview with him oh yeah where he talks about the the reason all the f- the fraud protection stuff is because of him because he's oh, yeah. uh he found a way to do it
0: uh, yeah i think one of the best moments in that is there's a there's a scene where he says you know more amazing than any of the stuff in my story is the fact that then i was able to turn around and more than the two plus million dollars that i stole i've made a company that's made 10 times that you know, like I am worth so much more now as a good person than I ever was as a criminal mm-hmm. um, because I, I turned those skills into something good. Um, anyway, if if you don't own Catch Me If You Can, yeah, go ahead and buy the Blu-ray. But if you have the DVD already, uh, wait till it gets cheap before you upgrade. Um, there is also, have any, have either of you seen Neil's Puppet Dreams? No, I've never heard okay. of that. Okay, this is this thing they're doing on Netflix, or on, not on Netflix, on, uh, on The Nerdist, that the, it's Neil Patrick Harris, and he's teamed up with... Um, Jensen Alternative, which is, it's it's you know the um, or Hanson um, uh, shit. What's his name? The guy who did the Muppets. Fuck, Jim Henson. Uh, Jim Henson. I was just, I was just saying <laughs> wow. Jensen. I know. Um, it, it's Jim Henson's family and his company, um, but them doing slightly more adult stuff. Ooh, uh, and they're just these little short videos where the the premise is that Neil Patrick Harris dreams in puppets, and so. He falls asleep at the beginning of the episode and then there is this dream sequence that he goes Mm -hmm. through and there's puppets and everything. I should watch um, that. No, it is really good. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, Nathan Fillion is in the second episode as his sleep doctor, uh, which is really good. Um, So, yeah, it's really funny. Um, I also I rewatched Sucker Punch this (laughs) week. Uh, I saw through both versions, um, which will now make this the most overly discussed S- mediocre ish movie on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, and I did, I was actually surprised at how much fun I had watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think my, my enjoyment of the movie had waned since I saw it in theaters. Sure. So it's was the last time I saw it. Uh, but it was, I, I think that movie has some really badass stuff in it. And yeah. even the pacing problems didn't bother me as much, maybe cause I knew that that was going to be mm-hmm. a thing that, you know, at some point they were just going to kill a bunch of people and then run right into the ending. Um, but I did watch through what was different about the ending, and and I think uh, I don't I don't know what I think about which one is better. Huh, so um, I was just gonna ask you:
1: Is Dan thinks the theatrical cut? I haven't seen the theatrical cut yet.
0: Yeah, I, there there's a little bit of footage where um, the the sweet pea who gets away, we see her getting some clothes that she disguises herself in, and that's <laughs> that's worthless. But there is this long sequence where um, John Ham is sitting on this bed and actually uh the spoilers but um he convinces uh baby doll to sleep with him mm-hmm. and then basically when she has sex with him that's when he pops her in the eyeball in the real world <laughs> um and it's a it's just a weird speech i think the speech mm-hmm. is good but i think it does kind of kill the tone of the movie mm. um so i think probably the theatrical version is still better but it's just interesting and i'm glad it's on the on the blu-ray um and then very last thing The actual thing that I watched this week was uh, this movie called The Way, which is a Martin Sheen movie. Yeah. Uh, Last year, there was a week where (laughs) our options were we could go see The Way, or we could go see The Help, or we could go see Creature. And you guys made us go see Creature. (laughs) Uh, And I can now now tell you- the same week? Yes. I specifically remember that argument. Uh, I remember The Help being out. I remember, I, I can now tell you that both of those movies are way, way better what? than Creature. <laughs> I could have um, told you
2: that when we went to see <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I, <you laughs> didn't, I didn't have to see the Creature to, to yeah. tell you that
1: that is shit.
0: Um, the Way is this really neat little movie that uh, Emilio Estevez wrote uh, and directed. Emilio! Um, yeah, yeah, and it turns out he's pretty damn good at it. Um, where this father um, who is a doctor in America and living a nice life, he's golfing and stuff, um, he gets word that his son has died, and his son was across the world in France about to – he had just started this um, this walk that is a sort of um, traditional thing that people do where they walk from just inside of France into Spain to this church at the edge of the ocean, um, which is apparently where they say that St. James was buried or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's this thing that a lot of people do every year. Uh, and like along the way there are places where you can stop and you, at the beginning you get this passport sort of thing and they'll stamp it. So at the end you have this passport just full of all of these places that you went and all these people that you met. And it's really just a cool idea. And, um, then so, so Martin Sheen goes and sort of gets convinced that he's just going to take some time off of work and take a month and walk this path. Um, and it he sort of he meets these interesting characters along the way and um what is so good about it is how well he he very slowly reveals um their motivations and why they're on this this um this journey you know it, it they all end up being a lot more complex than than they appear and um and even even Martin Sheen's character at first you just think well he's just grieving over his son and there is there is a lot more to it than that and you know, there are time, certain times come where you suddenly you see him making mistakes and doing things where you go, OK, there's there's more to it than this. And he's really struggling with something. Martin Sheen is, of course, amazing. Um, and I think it it is just a moving film because of um, I'm a, I'm a sucker for any time that people want to do stuff like this, where, you know, people have been walking this thing for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and it, it it's just a little bit moving to see all of these people doing that same tradition and how many millions of people have done the same thing. Um, it, it, it's a really cool movie, and uh, you can see it on, on Netflix. For, it's it's on Insta-streaming. Um, so just check it out. It's a nice little movie for sure in, in the afternoon. Watch it or in the evening. Brad, what did you see this week?
2: <laughs> uh, since we're almost 45 minutes in, I'm just going to say I saw Pulp Fiction again, and I probably liked it more this time than I've ever liked it. Oh, um, really? Please elaborate. Did you see? I'm good. Did you see it in the theater? Yeah. Oh yeah. So a screening had some interview stuff before the screening. So. Oh cool. Was it that
1: one of time... the first time fathom event things? Yeah.
0: Nice. Oh wow. Was it the first time you'd seen it with an audience? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was gonna say when when I saw it at the Esquire, I I said the same thing. I had never laughed so hard hmm. uh, or had so much fun than, than when I was with an audience because they it's it's a whole room of people all reacting the same way.
2: Um, yeah. And uh, like I I don't, I don't know why. Obviously, because it's huge, I paid more attention to all the dialogue and all the writing and all the yeah. minute details of the of the movie itself. And um, and by the end of it, I was like, I ah, wish there was more of this. Yeah, <laughs> like I want this to keep going. And one weird uh, re- reaction I had to it was when um, the one guy gets shot in the face in the car. Yeah, um, I was actually kind of like the whole audience just erupted with laughter, and right. like the guy to my right laughed as though he'd never seen it before. I'm pretty sure he <laughs> did. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um and I, part of me was like, it's kind of sick that we're all laughing at this guy oh, yeah. getting his head blown off. Like it's just <laughs> like it's nothing. It's not this isn't a comedy. Well, it's just it, a, it's a comedic time <clears throat> moment,
0: right? And for for everybody when they first see that movie, it takes you by surprise. You don't have time to laugh because you're just so startled. Yeah. But when it's that thing where. It, when I when I saw it with an audience, I found that no one ever laughed at jokes. They actually laughed right before jokes. So like the mm-hmm. scene where oh god,
2: there were like people behind me just quoting left and right. Oh uh, yeah,
0: well that that's that's worse. But like when the when the watch scene starts, the flashback about the watch. Just when that started, people laughed, and I was like, dude, the funny stuff hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. But but it's just that trigger where people remember, you know. So when that guy gets shot, they remember not just how much how funny that sort of timing is, but then of course everything is going to come because of it, you know. They can't help but just in their head go like, "You just shot that motherfucker in the face," you know. Like you, you just have to react that way. Um, yeah. It is, it's weird.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know what it is, but this time around, it just felt like, "Isn't this kind of sick?" There. Oh yeah. <laughs> like no, totally given is. other things that happen in the world that are like real, <laughs> like we're laughing at somebody getting shot in the face. Yeah. Yeah. As a yeah. as a hundred people,
0: yeah. <laughs> which version yeah. did they show? Did they show the the Elvis versus Beatles version?
2: There's two versions.
0: Oh, there's a there's yeah yeah yeah. There are scenes that get cut out of that movie where sometimes like if you watch it on TV, you'll see the longer version where she brings the camera down and she's gonna interview, um, she's gonna interview John Travolta. Um, yeah, yeah there are different who's cuts of that interviewing movie. who. Uh, Mia is interviewing uh, John Travolta's character, whose name I can't remember. Not Jules, the other one. Um, and she's talking. Oh, with, she's the, asking with
2: him, the internal security camera.
0: Yeah. Okay. And she's, but, well, but she's asking him questions like, uh, about, like, well, whether or not you're an Elvis man or a Beatles man and all of that. Um, sometimes that gets cut out. When I saw it at the Esquire, they announced at the beginning, oh, this is going to be an original version. There's nothing cut out of this one. And then that Mm -hmm. scene was not there and the whole audience just, like, booed for a second. And then we moved on. And I I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a deleted scene that sometimes they put back in for the TV or what. Yeah. I don't remember.
2: Uh, like, I did hear talk of Beatles. Yeah, versus well, Elvis in there. Later, um, later, she
0: when she brings him to Jackrabbit Slim, she says like, "Oh, uh, an Elvis man will love it." So yeah, there's a that's joke what about it. Yeah. yeah, but then you don't have the setup for that scene. Yeah, um, it's what
2: I think because uh, the discs that like they were showing all these like trivia cards uh, before the movie. Oh, yeah? from the Tarantino 20 box set. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing whatever cut is on that box set yeah. is what I watched.
0: And I have a I've never done enough research on it, but I think it is that. The, it's a deleted scene they put back in for the tv version just so they can have more time cuz they cut so much stuff out that for you know content reasons that uh, i think that's what it is but anyway
2: Yeah, informative everybody has to <laughs> go oh
1: no are you, uh, are you is that all you watched
3: yeah
0: <clears throat> everybody's got to go watch their pulp fiction dvds now to see what yeah, they No have.
1: I'm gonna, i haven't i should go get that i haven't seen it in years
2: yeah well there's yeah, there's only the one Blu ray cut. They're, oh yeah, so, no, no, no. and I, then there's the Tarantino twenty, I don't know if they're different or not. I'm sure they're not. i yeah. Anyways, James. Box office numbers.
3: This is the box office stats.
1: Uh big surprise this week, last week I guess. Twilight repeated as number one.
0: But what? only by a million dollars.
1: Yeah, was it twenty two? Uh no, seventeen. Seventeen, yeah, I'm a little off. Uh, we saw Killing Them Softly, which debuted way down at number seven. Yeah, and it was only six million. Yeah, um, because the subject matter is dark and the movie
2: is, eh. yeah. I don't understand why people thought that was going to be like a blockbuster. I know there's I didn't no get that way. I at all.
0: I think they were thinking Drive. Everybody was thinking like, oh, this really? is going to be this. Well, that, Drive I mean,
2: wasn't a blockbuster
1: either. That, it's, that, no, it's because but, it's Brad Pitt. I think is the biggest reason. Yeah, oh, you're right. Because just of who
0: he is, but it's also only a fifteen million dollar movie. So yeah. That, Almost seven million the first weekend. It'll be okay. Oh. Um, not that whole
2: star syndrome needs to get over with because yeah, it's ruining expectations. Like Tom Hanks opens Cloud Atlas, bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. well,
1: <laughs> well, everyone knew that one was going to be a bomb. It's because not about
2: star power anymore. <laughs> it's about
1: writing
0: and making a cool movie. Well, and it depends on the star. You put a, a modern young star like Kristen Stewart into a movie. Oh man, shoots right up. No, because she only does Twilight now. No. Adventureland was a bomb. Fuck, panic room.
1: I guess when she was really ugly as a kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, they should have
0: CG'd her face on the
1: bu- on the baby. <laughs> DVDs and Blu-rays. DVD releases and Blu-rays. <laughs> kind of a big week next week. Yeah, well, it's getting before Christmas. Everybody it is so stuff out. Ted comes out on mm-hmm. Blu-ray and DVD, the number one comedy of the year. Ooh. I'm sure it doesn't say that on the box.
2: Really? That's the number one R-rated comedy of all time. It is.
1: Uh-huh. The Bourne Legacy, which has a horrible ending. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Age, which uh, James has been waiting for.
0: I, wait, is this Ice Age 4? Yeah. It doesn't have a number on it anymore. They're just doing subtitles. You know
1: what's crazy is right that made there. so much money uh, overseas that they'll make another one. Yeah. Also, James Girls, season one there on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but you were talking about that earlier with all the girls. Yeah, I can't read that Criterion one from here. It's
0: a Criterion edition of
2: Following, uh, which is the first uh, Uh, Christopher Nolan. Nolan, Yeah, which I have is waiting for me. Oh, is it really? (laughs) Nice. Oh wow. Um, Also, Dick
1: Tracy on Blu-ray, which is fun. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember as a kid is fun to watch. Didn't understand the twist at the end. You know, know, with Madonna, because I was young. I haven't seen it probably in 20 mm-hmm. years. How old is that movie? Oh, I don't know. 25. Is it something? really
0: only 1990? Man. And it then, feels older than that. Uh, and then a- Brad's
1: number one movie of the year, <laughs> Miami Connection, on Blu-ray,
0: comes out. Finally. <laughs> there's also a Blu-ray release. I can of, watch it awake now.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's also a Blu-ray release of anybody who grew up in the in the 90s might remember... A uh, Ben Stiller movie called Heavyweights by Disney. Oh, dude. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> Heavyweights is getting a blue ray release. And
2: now Ben Stiller's on the cover art. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, yeah. You're
1: right. Well, because Ben Stiller plays... Dude, it's an awesome movie. Ben it Stiller is. plays a total dick counselor. He's kind of like his character in Dodgeball, yeah. where he has uh, the same haircut, and he used to be fat. So he teases all these kids, and he's a total dick. It's a really funny movie. You should check no, it out. it is. And... It,
2: my brother Steve loves that movie.
0: Are you saying that he wasn't on the box art originally because he just wasn't famous yet or
2: Yeah. I, as far as I remember when it came out it was just the kids holding the sandwich or whatever. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. it was
0: because
1: he's not even really in it that much. I think he's he's in it for a little bit. You know, he's kind of obviously the bad guy and Yeah, yeah but
0: I mean he he's this like, old movie character.
2: and Ben Stiller's still recognizable. So let's throw that on there. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, you should check it out. I mean if the Blu-ray's cheap I would buy it. Because it's awesome. I'm pretty sure it's a Disney movie too, if I remember correctly.
0: There's also a DVD release of uh, Codependent Lesbian Space Alien Seek Same, nice. which is a also movie pre-ordered. <laughs> also waiting on Brad's <laughs> front porch right now.
1: Mm. Oh man, awesome! So thank you, Digital Bits, for supplying us with DVD release
0: information. If I click on uh, the the links on their site, does that give me money? No, it gives Digital Bits money,
2: but it's oh, an independent wow. website, so you're supporting them. Very cool. Followings is a really good movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I definitely check it, it out.
0: I haven't. It's on my Netflix queue because I'm a bad
2: person. Um, I'm if just it was on Netflix, I'd let you borrow my DVD, which I won't need anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm going to borrow that. And you're going to bring me uh, Deadwood on DVD. I know.
1: Ooh. I was driving here. I was like, fuck, again. <laughs> have like, you never seen Deadwood? No, I have. He just bought the Blu-rays, so oh. uh, he doesn't have a need for the DVDs.
0: I honestly don't think I saw the last couple episodes just because <laughs> I was so tired of them saying cocksucker that I stopped watching. I really I really should well, say it more yeah don't be a don't <laughs> be You're a taking umbrage a, a to, a badge to the best parts of you
2: the show. sucker <laughs> yeah. oh. uh, no I
1: was reading by entertainment weekly and the huge blu-ray review they have in there is for the dick van dyke show it's like fuck
2: which was that... sold out on amazon for like a day or two wow and that's awesome man
1: that's awesome uh, I keep checking back just like stay 150, stay 150 <laughs> go lower go lower go to, if, dude if it drops below like $100, $100 I love you Laura but I'm buying it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways unspool some real news for me James
3: it's real news
0: Well, I'm going to start with the first thing that you would have started with anyway. Go ahead. Uh, which is that they cast Harry Osborn for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. They did. That kid from Chronicle,
1: the movie I never saw. <laughs> oh, that's right. You never did see I was
0: out of town that week. Right. Opening
1: um, a fucking q in West Virginia. Well,
0: as as half good as that movie is, he is pretty good in it. Um Yeah. I I heard he's really good in it. Yeah, we don't really necessarily get to see him. I read the article on Slash Film,
1: and they're talking about how he's going to become the Green Goblin. I said, uh,
0: I think his dad becomes a Green Goblin, (laughs) and he becomes a Green Goblin (laughs) afterwards. But, anyways. Well, Slash Film doesn't know much. It was a Russ Fisher article. Who knows? Um, The weirdest thing about this thing, about this casting news, is that his name is Dane DeHane. If you have a last name, DeHane, don't name your son Dane. You you uh, no dude. There's a lady Sounds who comes like into star. my
1: restaurant all the time, and at my restaurant, when you pay with a credit card, we're supposed to call them by their name. Her name is Kelly Kelly. No, uh, true story. And is it how spe- they both spelled the same? Uh, no, it's her f- first name is K E L L E Y, and then her last name is K E L L Y. I would have guessed the other way around. Yeah, yeah. That was my But I uh, Lori well, said, here. well, you know, is she married? I said, so if you're married, you're going to take your husband's last <laughs> name if his Kelly. I wouldn't.
3: <laughs> Yeah. No, her
1: parents did not like her and did not want her, so they called her Kelly <laughs> Kelly. Oh, man. I know. My wife doesn't love me because she didn't take my
0: last name either. <laughs> Anyways, what else we got, James? Coolest news of the week. We got a Star Trek trailer. I should say, Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Not even,
3: oh, oh, man. That
0: perks uh, Brad right up. He's yeah, falling Brad asleep. We really were talking about what we now. were watching. Yes, and now. news. No, oh. back, back
2: in. Oh, that tra- that, well, it's, it's it's fucking amazing. It's an announcement trailer. so hey, We don't even teaser. have the real trailer yet. No, yeah, the, the trailer well, is the, no, next it's week. It's pretty
0: amazing. I mean, it's a teaser. Yeah, we get a full trailer next week in front of The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, in fact, there are even you can see the the prologue to the movie. In are we front going of to see some, the prologue? No, You're I dicks. <laughs> I really I don't want to see the prologue. Do I don't want to see the first few minutes of a movie that I'm going to see later? Because um, it, it's it's just going to either a, give me blue me balls I or I know I'm going to see that movie. Like I don't need to know more about it. I want when I when that movie starts. I want to know. I want I want to enjoy it the first time. Like. Uh, Part of the reason that I never liked Despicable Me is because the first couple minutes of that movie are exactly like the trailer. So all of the beats were really predictable because I'd seen the trailer so many times mm-hmm. that then I'm watching the movie and I'm just bored for the first couple of minutes. I don't I would rather I would rather go in knowing very little about the movie.
2: I so I can't imagine Star Trek two could be boring at all yeah. after having, watching that teaser.
0: Having said that, let's speculate about the movie and try to figure out exactly what's gonna happen in it.
2: Um because a so act like the internet, okay. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: a there's so much badass shit in this trailer, and everything is falling down. And it's at some beautiful, point, by the way. Oh yeah, um, only I mean a that, couple lens flares. That lens, <laughs> yeah. You, oh, you're right. I hadn't even thought about the lens flares. It, <laughs> but it, I it, love J.J. Abrams. I you can put lens flares oh, in every sure. fucking scene. I don't care. And I, I think that he'll tone it down from the last one because you know it was a little bit over the top. But I don't even notice them too much.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah didn't bother me
0: i i i definitely still want them around because i think they're a cool little effect um the the biggest thing is well a the 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 last shot where the what looks like the enterprise is crashing into san francisco bay is amazing and gives me chills and i watch the trailer again just for that (laughs) just because that shot is like oh fuck um What's just cool it's beautiful is beautiful to not see. It's not. It's so cool to not see the Enterprise. Just see its shadow. Like it's such a great. Shot. I think the
1: trailer's so cool because remember this movie's supposed to come out on Christmas, so I think. That oh, we have a year to wait. No, I mean it was supposed to come out this Christmas. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. And I then they that pushed was the it. first one. No, then they pushed it no. to May. No, that was this one.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, so I think you know they're pretty much no, the probably the first one. They were like, close to
2: being done. This movie's so badass. Let's push it to summer.
0: I think they did that there too. But this this one they so the same pushed thing it twice. Down pretty much huh. i believe so um the other thing is um so of course everybody's talking about benedict cumberbatch and who is he is he gary mitchell is he con he's fucking not con um <laughs> but is he con uh <laughs> he's wearing ripped
2: clothing like con i mean be con
0: damn it um he is he is super smart and yeah anyway and kirk
1: uh set up con i mean i'm I'm not a big Star Trek fan as you have only seen Wrath of Khan once yeah. but doesn't Khan tell the story about how he was set up by him and he is left behind Yeah, so maybe he is Khan because he's raising hell on earth Kirk picks him up on the Enterprise flies
0: away and throws him off on a planet and is like
1: fuck you asshole
0: <laughs> and then he goes Kirk so it's like the first story it's not Wrath of Khan it's like the early Space Seed yeah
2: Sure, whatever you guys are talking about um, I, I said the title of the actual 1960s show <laughs> where Khan do you, appears do you want me to jerk you off now because you're the, the finish best me off Star Trek j- fan. finish me off James alright <laughs> um, <laughs> I barely like to say anything on the show and here I am doing it <laughs> no so you're doing great you, you're, enjoy you're,
0: it I love it when you talk on the show it's fantastic okay when you guys are done um, with your butt
1: fucking let's get back to the show okay uh, so uh, my theory so.
2: is that um, he is Gary Mitchell and Khan combined in the universe due to the fact that the universe has been re- rebooted they're not just taking story elements yeah. and combining them into a story. That he is going to be actually Khan and Gary Mitchell like combined. The, the
0: he's Gary Mitchell, but he's kind of got some of the backstory of Khan.
2: Not just the story; like he is both characters. Uh, That's my theory. Because he's going to still just Gary Mitchell. Boldly
1: go where no one's gone before.
2: He may even have a different name, but he is like those two. He's Mitchell characters oh, okay. fused together because well, the, of some event.
0: The, 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 the scary thing to me about it the one thing where I'm like oh, it's so funny I keep on
1: saying is, things and they're so involved in the conversation that they don't pick up that I'm just <laughs> making fun of them constantly no,
0: that's fine that makes the pet I have yours
2: uh, drowning out jocks <laughs> <laughs> picking on me in the background um, the in, in the Japanese
0: trailer at the very end there is this sequence where uh, we, we also hear Benedict Cumberbatch say something along the lines of you know what wouldn't you do in order to save your family and then there is a shot which is a pane of glass and on the, on the far side is clearly Spock's hand. And on this, on our side is a, another human's hand touching it very wrath of end of of Wrathicon, Um, and the one thing that scares me is that they are going to so much pay homage to Wrathicon and maybe even kill Spock or things like that, that it's not even, it's going to not stand on its own. It's going to end up feeling like a remake of of Wrathicon, which I never wanted, you know? Yes, yes, Khan is a cool character, but there are other cool characters. Even if it is, I would rather it just be Gary Mitchell and they tell a story that's kind of like Wrath of um, Khan than to really try and hit all of those beats. Um, See, I get from the trailer, it is nothing like Wrath of
1: Khan. I mean, just the overall scope of it and that it takes place on Earth. You're right. Um, so to me, it's not Wrath of Khan. I mean, you can um, had winks to the franchise that came before, but I think that might play into Brad's parallel yeah. universe kind of thing where, yeah, now it's re booted but now you know because you also have Leonard Nimoy in the first one and I don't know
0: and and that's what we'll I see. would want you know if, if there is that scene where they're they're touching on the glass and, and we 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 really get a powerful well-written an original scene that is about their friendship and how much those two men love each other mm-hmm. um, I think that would be great but I just don't I don't want it to be too much Rathicon, that's all I'm saying
2: hmm.
0: still fucking love that trailer and I will watch it all day yeah it's badass. Until next Thursday,
2: <laughs> until next Thursday, when we have a new trailer, we'll <laughs> watch all that. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, a lot of Kevin Smith news this week. Yeah, um, two big things sort of came out. Which the first one is that he has announced, but I don't know how official this is yet. Um, that hit somebody is going to be a miniseries. Um, you know, it was going to be two films, and a couple weeks ago he said, "No, now it's just down to one." Um, and then apparently, in a conversation that he was having with Jason Mewes. Muse sort of said like, "Why are you cutting shit down? Why don't you just make it a miniseries?" And he said, "Okay." Um, so I read that.
2: Uh, didn't he tweet Kim it? Smith talked to Jay yeah. Bruckheimer, and Bruckheimer said, "Like, dude, one hockey movie you won't sell. Why are you gonna make two? And I actually think oh, yeah. him
1: making it a miniseries is a good idea. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you, especially yeah. if it's like historical.
0: That's why. That's why he cut it down. But then this is why they're, you know, he's making it into a miniseries. Um, He's announced this, that it's going to be a mini hasn't said what channel it's going to be on, maybe because he doesn't have one yet. It could be that this is just him saying that, and then he's going to shop it around and see, you know, with the buzz that's around it, uh, whether or not HBO, hopefully, or, well, actually, maybe AMC, hopefully, or maybe settle for HBO. Um, Kevin Smith writing, it. it's got to be HBO.
1: Oh, he said that for My sure? wife says, he's said it's been picked up. Okay. Episode oh, okay, cool.
0: 99, I think you just listened to. Cool, cool. Um, well, that's good. I mean, I figured it would happen quick. It's just a, as of news on Slash Film that hadn't been announced yet. Um, so then the second part of that is that since that's not going to be the last movie he's going to make, um, he does have something to say about being 40, and he's going to try and get a Clerks 3 movie made, provided that Jeff Anderson is willing to come down off the mountain hmm. and be in the movie. What does Jeff Anderson do now? He lives rem- on top of a mountain.
1: I remember he had troubles with clerks too like he was the last one to sign oh yeah, yeah.
2: well he, he's a recluse
0: yeah no he really yeah he really is Um, mm-hmm. he's on an episode of Smodcast at one point Um, but yeah he like lives up in the mountains and I don't even know I don't know what he does for work where he makes money Um, but that's the thing is that he that fat clerks animated <laughs> series cash <laughs> yeah exactly Um, he I mean, had talked a while about making it into a play he wanted to do a stage play uh, I can't imagine he would have ever gotten Jeff Anderson to yeah. come down into do a stage play, they would have had to have a different actors, I imagine, but um, if it's different actors, I don't think it would even mm-hmm. play the same, so hopefully that'll all happen, because I would totally see another Clerks movie.
2: Yep. Yeah, I, I like the, the idea of a Clerks trilogy. Yeah, floating for sure. Around. Do and you have
1: I'm, any other Kevin Smith news? You see the other one? No, what was the Jay other one? Jay and Silent Bob's groovy cartoon <laughs> movie. Uh, he's going to tour it around like Red State, so. Oh, cool. So there'll be a Clerks cartoon <laughs> movie with Jay and Silent Bob and it's uh to
2: scrap together 60 bucks yeah yeah to
1: see it so hopefully he comes to Denver again somebody's going to get to talk to Kevin, Kevin if you're listening again. to our podcast
0: come to Denver we would love to we interview love you. you yeah <laughs> yeah i wonder if the and let we know record. you like to talk so yeah <laughs> uh and you're a big fan of podcasts exactly um a couple of little movies moving forward um Joss Whedon turned in his script for her, his outline for Avengers 2 this week which is cool um there is also a writer signed on to do a Tron Legacy sequel which I never thought was gonna happen, but am totally stoked to know is actually gonna happen, because uh, of course that movie didn't do very well, and people talk about it like it was a piece of shit. But it is it is awesome. Yeah. I, I want
2: new writers, same production artists.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and the very last thing we'll talk about. There was some other stuff, but nobody cares. Um, the last thing is that Disney signed an exclusive deal to stream on Netflix. Great um, news. We're gonna get a couple of things early, like you know, there are gonna be some some of the classics, Alice in Wonderland, Pocahontas, and Dumbo are gonna get on there real quick. But it won't be till 2016 that we start seeing all of their direct D- DVD movies going straight to Netflix, um, which is cool. I mean, it, it's gonna mean a lot of content coming in into Netflix, and that and
1: it's good for Netflix because anytime you have Disney,
0: oh yeah, parents it, are gonna buy it. No, it's huge for Netflix. Yeah, um, I mean, this is the best news. Yeah, Netflix has been shaky ever since they lost stars. This is h- huge, fantastic. What was the news Q?
1: What was their name of their Q thing? Oh, Quickster. Do? Quickster. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Last year Netflix had a bad year, um, but that EOS. this is, yeah, this is this is going to be really good. Um, Come on, Song of the South on Netflix. <laughs> 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 They'll never put it on DVD, but they might let you stream <laughs> it. Um, and I mean, all of the Marvel movies have been on there anyway. But uh, now that they have. You know, it's Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars, all of that stuff. Hopefully, we'll we'll get on there pretty quick, which is awesome. I mean, I'm gonna own all those movies anyway. But it's easy if I'm going to bed and I want oh, I want to watch Song of the South <laughs> while I go to bed. Boom, zip doo doo, zip day. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's news. Unless you guys got anything? No, I think you got it all.
1: Comic book corner, James. It's your week.
3: What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner.
0: It is my week, um, and I I fought really hard against this because I didn't want to do another Buffy book. I really didn't. Um, but, dude, Willow is really good. Uh, Willow, yeah, if you've been reading Angel and Faith, um, they went into Kortoth, and Rebecca Isaacs was allowed to create Kortoth for the first time we've ever awesome. seen it, and it was it was badass. They f- flying monster thingies, and this big a hey, planet thing where anyway. can
1: we see rebecca isaacs in may
0: um i'm pretty sure she's gonna be at denver
1: comic-con that's or, right. you can buy tickets now DenverComicCon.com. even better pretty
0: sure she's gonna be on our podcast we'll see
1: well um, don't don't count your chickens before your
0: uh eggs have hatched ooh. whatever that saying goes um anyway <laughs> willow. so willow was in this other world and she's trying to get magic back into the earth uh so she goes a different direction and pops over into this other universe uh, and this very first arc, which is a limited series, so hopefully they'll do more arcs than they're doing. But this first series is just about her in this this alternate universe that is um, the universe that Wonderland was based on. Uh, basically, is what they're saying is that the writer, uh, the writer of Alice in Wonderland, when he would drink lots of absinthe, he would get visions of this alternate demon universe, and that's what he wrote it about. Uh, and so it's really been, which actually it's makes really sense because if you've read Alice in Wonderland, it doesn't make it's any fucking sense. fucking crazy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's really been fun, and it's also. Um, it's cool just to focus on that character. If you're a big Buffy fan, um, as much she's she's totally lovable, but her character is in a, a weird predicament where she's completely sapped of power. Mm. Um, and it's 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 a neat little arc. Uh, only the first issue was out. Well, the second one came out today, but I I haven't picked it up yet. You can um, totally pick it up at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh, you can't. And that's where I got my first issue. Of if you Lua. put it
1: in a hold slot, you'll save twenty percent off the cover price. I didn't. I didn't. Do and that. guarantee a copy. I feel Just like talk to Andrew. That place is awesome. It
0: anyway, that's Comic Book Corner. Read some book. Oh yeah.
1: This week, me and James had the pleasure of going to see Twilight <laughs> Saga, Breaking Dawn Part <laughs> 2. Or is it Breaking Dawn Part 2, the Twilight Saga? It's
0: Billy Birking
2: Cougar Wrestling. It is. I am out of here. Peace <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, you're. Oh my God, James!
0: I want to tell you about the shit. What happens in this movie, man? <laughs> James,
1: should people go see Twilight? Fuck no! Roll the trailer. I don't even have to answer because this movie is
3: shit. I've had a bad habit of underestimating you. Every obstacle you faced, I think you
0: couldn't overcome it. Uh, he just did.
2: I didn't expect you to seem so you?
3: My time as a human was over. But I never felt more alive. I thought we would be safe forever. But forever isn't as long as I'd hoped. I have to report a crime. The Collins, they've done something terrible. Told her thinks Renesse the more an immortal child. She was born, not bitten. She grows every single day.
0: Creating an immortal child has long been outlawed, and is met with the severest form of punishment, death.
3: What is it, Alex? The Volturi. They're coming for us. If enough people knew the truth, maybe we could convince the Volturi to listen. Our search began, looking for vampires in the most remote corners of the world.
0: My family's in danger. I need your help.
3: Each with their own gift. Amazing woman. We'll join you. The packs will fight.
1: We've never been afraid of vampires. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. We have to talk after (sighs) getting our brains blown out by that trailer. Kristen Stewart
0: is the most... uh, Sorry. Whoa. Uh, Bella Swan is the most unlovable person ever. Okay, She she doesn't deserve to be loved. Remember how
1: I said that I'll say one good thing about this movie besides Billy Burke? Okay. When Kristen Stewart smiles, I think she's kind of cute. I've said that before. And in this movie, she actually smiles, and she's kind of having fun. You're right. So, you know what? You're like, oh, this is... This is a a a Bella Swan that I can I can get behind.
0: Oh yeah, she's slightly attractive. But then but then she treats Billy Burke like he's a piece of shit. Oh my god! So right away I don't like her. No, she really (laughs) does. Like she's the worst daughter ever. You know how much time does she spend away from her dad? And then like she gets she it's still wait 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 okay. So let's 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 start at the beginning. Okay. The first tell this story. Five minutes of this movie is close-ups of her eyes. Like, yeah. she's, and she's looking at stuff. Ooh, I can see that close up because I'm super mm-hmm. fast now.
1: And there's a really horrible scene, which I haven't seen, I think, since the first one where they run really fast. Yes. And there's a lot of running very fast it's in this they're movie. They're running really fast, and it's in that horrible like green screen CGI where the people don't look... It's ugly. It's horrible. And movies that make a billion dollars each? Yeah. Come on. And so she's running in place. You can basically tell that she's running in place with horribly computer-generated... Washington state <laughs> woods in the background. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, when you're a newborn, I guess you're really strong is what I guess. Well, I think it's also because at the end of the last movie, didn't Edward like, you know, he he let her feed off Look, of him and know. stuff. And so she. Yeah, sure. He sure. should be. Sure, I'll go
1: know. with that with you because I don't remember. Yeah. Um. But so she's really strong. So, you know, she needs to feed because she has the hunger.
0: The hunger, Brad. Yeah. Like a vampire, you know. Yeah. So
1: she's about to get this deer because she can hear everything now. When she's running through the yeah. forest, she hears
0: um, uh, a squirrel eating a nut. This is the most um, active forest. There's a, <laughs> there are owls. There are owls during the daytime, just like sitting. You know, yeah. Out. And there's
1: literally a scene for like thirty seconds of a squirrel eating a nut. Yeah, it's true. Thirty it goes seconds. on for a long time. Sounds
0: adorable. Yeah. And you're, and you're it was really cute. You're right.
1: And, and it's totally right away the movie's totally padded oh, because yeah. they did they couldn't stretch this into two movies. <laughs> so there's lots of slow motion, lots of just shots of random stuff. So she's about to get this deer. But uh-oh, there's a rock climber miles away who cuts his arm on a rock and then it almost falls to his death. Almost falls to his death. Bella crawls up this uh Rock face she 's about to get him, but then all of a sudden her boyfriend, no sorry, her husband Edward, shows up to stop her, and, and then she th- 's
0: just like, yeah, hey, you shouldn 't do that yeah. And she's like, okay, and she jumps away, yeah, they by the way, they do not save the rock climber, the rock he probably died. fell to his death, yeah,
2: <laughs> if they'd saved him, he wouldn't have had to cut his own arm off, <laughs> yeah, is that the same movie it should. No. this would be somewhat it's entertaining,
0: not. oh god, um, uh, so then she, but then she goes back to the deer, and this is the reason I saw this movie. <laughs> She goes back to the deer, and this time the deer has another. There's 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 another hunter predator. Yeah, predator. there's two
2: predators. It's a cougar. It's gonna eat the deer. Sweet, the predators in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> can't believe I missed this.
0: So the predator the predator jumps at the deer, and she collides with the mid air. She mid She wrestles with it, rolls around on the ground, and bites its neck. You're still thinking about the predator, aren't you? I can right. see it in your Imagining eyes. Imagining the predator fighting yeah, the Bella Swan. It's a, it's but a cougar. My, but my favorite part is it cuts away to
1: you know scenery and you hear like the, <laughs> like the cougar right. was just extinguished of life yeah and then she bites his neck and drinks it <laughs> and again the problem with these movies is they are fucking horribly done
0: oh yeah
2: i mean there's there's so many parts they're visually appalling describe they're, horribly done visually appalling
1: there's also <laughs> parts where so let's say i'm mad at you brad okay for just for the sake of the argument i'm pissed at you That's then really james bad, will say Wow, Ryan's really mad at Brad right now because he didn't tell the Voltori about they literally explain exactly yeah. what's happening even though you already know what's happening. So, it's terrible. like they
2: pause and then turn to the audience like, Exa- yeah. "Here's what we're talking about right now, folks." It's
1: totally that. Because yeah. it's it's like because
2: In case you did not pick up on it. It even <laughs>
0: it even goes so far as to there's a sequence where she starts narrating and she's telling us about like uh this child whose name I won't say cuz it's so fucking stupid. Um, this child of mine, it's growing really fast and all we have left is time. And, you know, it's, it's that kind of dialogue, that that kind of narration. And all of a sudden it cuts down to, she is there with, um, the wolf boy as a wolf and her daughter and they're catching snowflakes, but, um, and she's still talking the narration. It, it flows into that. Okay. So you're telling me that she was standing there telling Jake about how she loves her daughter, but she, you know, her daughter grows so fast and all they have is time. And what the fuck? How how does a writer even write that And not go oh this doesn't make any fucking
1: sense You glazed over the part where she died Came back as a vampire She was dead for two days Yeah, So her baby didn't have a mother for two days She wakes up needs to feed Doesn't come back to hold her baby Fucks Edward then shows up the next day at the houses they said, Oh, here's your baby, which by the way has a horribly CG face
0: of the, oh my God. the little actress who plays her later on in the movie. Well, and I think it's it's not just that, I think it's also that they they try to CG it to look like Bella because you you know, you want it they, they they keep making comments about like, Oh, it looks the baby looks just like you. It's the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen. And like. it
1: reaches up to touch her face and it's looks like play-doh oh yeah and it's horrible anyways so th- the my favorite part of the movie it again is really the creepiest it, baby. is billy burke because billy burke has conversations with characters in the movie that are completely meta. like he's telling you exactly how intelligent moviegoers yeah. feel like exactly. uh he'll say stuff i don't know when the little girl shows up and she's already grown to like an eight-year-old <laughs> he says wow you're like Literally six inches taller. I mean, seriously, six inches taller since I saw you two days ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. He's he, literally saying that. Yeah, he delivers dialogue, and he, and the thing is, his dialogue is not better. It's not. His dialogue is just as stupid as the stuff Chris, Chris, uh, Kristen Stewart is saying. But he delivers it. Um, he he reads the line as if he were actually a person. So there is actually there's a scene where he uh he finally meets back up with Chris, uh with with Bella and he's like I you know I I can't lose you again and you you have this he 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 does it so well that you really kind of feel like okay this is actually a father who if we if we step back we realize okay she's having this whole adventure away from her dad who she's still not that old um and she was she almost died and all of this stuff. like she's totally distancing herself from her dad um and you really kind of feel for him for a second. Like he is he pulls that line off. And then she looks at him and goes, You'll never have to again. And it's the stupidest line in the world. And we
1: also pass over the part where what made him show up at to see Bella because yeah. she was going to tell him that this she was is great. He was going to have the family tell Bella that he was dead. She was dead. She, yeah. So he wouldn't have to worry about it because I guess it's vampire law if you tell a human that you're a vampire they, they, they kill, kill that friend. human. Whatever.
0: They make up these rules. Yeah.
1: So Jacob shows up Billy Burke is doing what he's usually doing, you know, chopping wood yeah, in the forest. because he's
0: the most badass man on the planet. He's and out he, in the woods chopping. He shows, axe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he,
1: he shows up and um, he says, Jacob, what are you doing here? And he says, "Um, Bill is okay. Uh, that's how my Jacob or Taylor yeah. Lautner sounds. Yeah. Uh, and so Billy Burke is basically saying, okay, and he has, like, because he talks as if he, he talks and look on his faces. This is the stupidest thing I've ever fucking said yeah. in a movie. <laughs> he
0: behaves as though his character does not have time for all of these other characters' bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> like, he's really above everyone else that's,
1: in the movie. So, the Jacob character literally starts stripping because he's going to turn into a he's wolf. He's like, I
0: have to tell you something, and just takes off his clothes. Starts taking
1: off his clothes, and Billy Burke
0: is basically giving a look of, like, this is the stupidest fucking thing <laughs> I've ever done. What's wrong with you, kid? What's wrong with you? This is stupid. <laughs> and yeah. So, oh, it's good. And then he turns into a wolf, and then Billy Burke is like, "Whoa, why? What the?" Runs fuck? to get his shotgun.
2: No, no, that would be great. <laughs> Damn it! it would, no, he's <laughs> taking the
0: axe right to Jacob's neck and be like, "Fuck this monster!" A
2: wolf just, just a Jacob. <laughs> if the rest
0: of the movie were Billy Burke killing vampires and werewolves with an axe, oh, it would be better. Than Billy Abraham Burke, King werewolf hunter. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh
1: <laughs> man. So so now we've established that all this stuff. So now next, they decide that. They, because the Voltoria found out that they have made an immortal child, which they kill people for. There's a scene where there's a vampire boy and <laughs> yeah. they rip their mother's head off. And then they hold the little boy up and he looks at the camera and he's really cute. and They throw him in the fucking fire.
0: Yeah.
2: They throw like a cabbage patch kid doll. They're like, <laughs> there you go. Throw him in a fire. He's dead. <laughs> Is this installment rated R?
1: Uh, no, oh, it gets worse. It sh- oh, man. It gets worse. So anyway, so now they're recruiting vampires to be witnesses to tell the Voltori that she's
0: not immortal, that she's just growing really fast. So there's just a see, There's 20 minutes at least of this movie where they're driving around meeting characters. Volvo. We've never seen a Volvo. <laughs> real clean Volvo. Meeting characters that, as far as I know, we've never met before. Um, and and just having the, ba- the baby goes up. Well, it's a little girl now. Just touches them on the face. And they're like, oh, yeah, she's warm. I guess she's not the devil. Okay. And they do that for a long time. Just drive into some place, meet some people. The okay. Intercontinental but, Volvo. I remember that from <laughs> Newman. No, oh, yeah. No, t- totally. But
1: here's the fucked up part, too. Is this movie has Amazonian women. Oh, my God. That I guess are so cut off from the rest of the world that they're
0: Still, it's like racist. They're still dressing such in a, like leather garbs and all. You know, they look like even the out Native of a Americans movie. basically have headdresses on. Yeah, no, but well, no, we're no, they're not
1: American Indians. We're we're not they're, smart enough to know that if you say Native American by looking at them, that they're Native American. You have to have the full uh, costume. I well, but guess. that's the
0: thing. They're not Native American. They are from Brazil, and I realize the reason why this is is because the movie actually. The series has some of the best American Indian actors alive today in it, because all because they're the wolves. Yeah, all of all of T- Taylor Lautner's like parents and stuff are mm-hmm. all these great American Indian actors. So that's why they're not they're Brazilian. Yeah, but, but still, it's apparently it's this, insulting. the writers of this movie think that Brazil is like the most backwoods, retarded country and on the planet. Honestly, the whole time
1: I'm seeing it, did you, did you ever play Mike Tyson's Punch Out for Nintendo or Punch oh, yeah. Out? It's basically stereotypes of people from different countries that's what all these vampires oh, were it's
0: that racist it's really bad mm. um, and They're their costumes th- look like they yeah. came out of the Russian a, guy a well bad comrades
1: <laughs> literally some dude who can do a Russian accent as well as I can which is horrible <laughs> being Russian yeah anyways so they have this huge showdown with the Voltori the the evil slash good vampire Italian guys that aren't Italian, they're all English. His motivation
0: <laughs> is completely un- un- unfathomable.
1: Yeah. Anyways, I show up on this battlefield, and the one vampire that can see into the future. Well, first, <laughs> the leader of the Voltori can. Everybody has a stupid power. Like, every vampire has an X Men power. One of them is the Avatar.
0: He can just control all the elements. Yep. It's awesome.
1: So, anyways, so Michael Sheen's character can absorb other people's powers i guess or he can no no he can just
0: read he can just read people's like thoughts Thoughts, whatever he's kind of like alice
1: so but in the past yeah so alice can see the future so she's like touch my hand and you can see the future and so she he touches his hand and they attack and they start i'm not even joking Brad. they rip off maybe 15 to 20 heads (laughs) yeah literally rip them off yeah
0: like 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 pop them off like 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 a barbie head exactly yeah. like it really no is blood, ridiculous but like decapitations decapitations yeah. but even if there is no blood you still like see the meat and the bone yeah. inside like it's yeah. it's something like gory. it's okay
2: cuz they're not humans they're vampires
0: i'm like oh sweet this is kind of cool heads are popping off it was kind of cool
1: and and there's a part where one of them gets his like hand stuck in a mouth and he lifts up the Top part of the head, and you see like the cheeks starting to rip apart yeah. and rip in half. Of course, horribly CGI. Oh yeah. Um it looks not that good. It gets totally just imagining
2: a uh MacGruver's throat rips. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is.
1: And so it's like this badass battle scene. They uh It's not great. No, it's you it's call it badass. There's a lot of
0: action and violence, but it's not good. I guess I should say just because the heads
1: are to being ripped off is what yeah. makes it badass. So Bella and Edward finally confront Michael Sheen's R O character and they, they wrestle him down, and uh, Edward's holding him down. Bella jumps on top of his shoulders, rips his head off, <laughs> throws his head on the ground, lights him on fire. And then it cuts to him still holding
0: that Alice's girl's ha- hand, and that's what could have happened. We went through 20 minutes of action sequence, <laughs> and then they did the most offensive thing you can do to an audience,
2: which is go, oh, we've dream. wasted
0: your time. Yeah. Sorry. Deceiving.
2: And they
1: just walk away at the end.
2: That's the end of the movie? Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, no, no, no. There are like Lord of the Rings style way too many. But not after that. good. And yeah, and all of <laughs> them are garbage. Um, but that is the end of the conflict. Absolutely. And um, so those Bell- are those so
2: guys d- just like, hey, we need to kill them. And then if he listens to her hand and yep. he goes. And he's like, okay, yeah. well, if I you, guess oh, I can't changed win. my mind. If yeah. you
0: boil down the conflict of this film, it is we have a child. They want to kill it. We're gonna go meet all of our cousins and stuff, introduce them to the child. Cause also we have a kid, and we want them to know. And then we're gonna meet the bad guy in the middle of an ice field, say, "Hey, this kid's got blood." And then we're all gonna go home, and that's the plot of this film.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we're for yeah, yeah. The the one thing that we have skipped over is um, so early on in the film, she she gets back with her baby, right? Um, and Jacob is there, and oh, Jacob yeah. is like. Hey, um, and here's the thing. I knew this about this book, uh, but totally forgot. So when it started happening, it took me by surprise. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have the most fun two hours now because um, I was scared I was not. Um, and Jacob is like, hey, um, I, got, I have to tell you this, Bella. Um, you know, I can't control, you know, my my wolf boy urges. Um, and I've been hanging out with your baby. I've been hanging out with your baby this he whole time. He imprinted like, the
1: baby because he yeah. wants to marry and fuck it. He is in love with the baby.
0: <laughs> and the whole time, uh, f- at first, she's like, fuck, fuck it, like It's done fuck crying, you. Right? Get away from my baby. What are you doing? And then she's like, yeah, hang out at the house. And if I need somebody to protect the baby, it's totally you. And uh, when and I decide that I'm not. He nicknames the baby gonna... Nessie. Yeah, yeah, he nicknames the baby Nessie. There, I'm not. Like the there, Loch Ness there's monster. an actual line in the movie.
1: Where he says, "Me and Nessie been hanging," out. she's just like, "Nessie, you name my baby after Loch Ness monster." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I I mean, true. What's, what's bad about it is not that, like, like that joke would be funny if she had a regular name, but the name she has is so stupid. What's the name?
2: I, I don't want yeah, it. It's Renesme or something, is it? Yeah, it's Renesme.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and it's so stupid that every time somebody says it, I, 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 I. I if I was in the movie at all, it pulls me out of the movie the little bit I am.
1: And the last thing I will say about the most annoying, uh, inappropriate, horrific thing in this whole movie Absolutely. is at the very end. So, you know, Jacob's imprinted this child, so he's going to marry her or whatever.
0: And by the end of the movie, she's like eight. She's yeah, eight. seven and seven or eight. Seven
1: or eight. He leans over to Edward while they're watching her and Bella play. And he says, huh, so can I start calling you dad? What? Because he's going to start fucking the kid. Yeah, the kid is eight. This is, but eight the worst thing in the movie. Okay,
0: she's eight, but she's actually only like four weeks old. Right. So no matter how you look at it, it's appalling, wow. absolutely appalling. So, uh, Cora pedophilia. Please write into um,
1: real nerds and, t- and defend this movie, please, and or oh book. My God.
2: If there's a sudden spike in pedophilia cases across the country, we might know why. <laughs> I think Taylor part of, Lautner. Part of the, <laughs>
0: Part of the hardest thing about this is that there are so many scenes, especially early on, where they're just sort of filling time that mean absolutely nothing for the plot. There is this long sequence where they're playing the piano. There's (laughs) a long sequence where her dad's going to come over and they're like, oh, apparently uh, vampires have a hard time pretending they're not a vampire. So we're going to try to teach you how to, A, sit down. And pretend like you're breathing.
1: No, no, no! It's because she's controlling the urge not to bite him. She's
0: still knew. Oh, that's what it was. She no, might, no, no, no. she might totally, eat her, eat her father. They totally were talking about like, you no, know, you need to slow down when you move around the room. That yeah, was totally yeah, yeah. part of the conversation. Was that like? Because when she went to go sit in the chair, like she she super vampire ran to the chair, well, no. and pushed the chair back and hit the wall.
1: Remember, her superpower is defense because she can, she's able to control herself. Yeah, her super yeah. So she's she able to save people from Dakota Fanning's vampire
0: that says that's pain, and people get hurt. So early on, she wrestles with a cougar. She can kill a cougar, but then when it comes to the actual battle sequence, all she does is stare at people awkwardly to give them safety. Yep.
1: Uh, so please write into the real nerds podcast real nerds at com, and defend this horrible series of movies that I'll never have to watch again
0: it was better than the last one well,
1: I will say that I one. don't even remember the last one
0: the, at least this one never like visually attacked me because I don't know if you remember the, the end of the last one when um, that that the, that shit is happening or whatever mm-hmm. and like it, it's, it gives you seizures oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah there yeah. was that sequence that gives people seizures Ooh, man there's not there isn't anything that'll give you a seizure in this movie, but maybe like an aneurysm <laughs> but not a seizure. <laughs>
1: <sighs> but you can find us realnerdspodcast.com, dot com. You can like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can email us realnerds at gmail dot com. Tweet us at real underscore nerds. Call us seven two zero six nerds five. I did that the best I've ever done it. And <laughs> you it totally was did
0: straight through. We're, we're just gonna cut that out and put it. At the oh end shoot! Of the the recording up. stopped. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> Uh, we, next did, week, we didn't even review that movie we just told you what happened in it yeah, yeah. You, you need, you need to stop seeing movies Brad
2: you should just start playing when the DVD comes out you guys can just play this and like listen as it goes <laughs> exactly
1: and we do jump around so you'd have to re-edit it to uh, make it fit <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. anyways next week we're seeing Creature 2 which comes <laughs> out in theaters um, oh. so look forward to that review next no. week we're actually seeing The Hobbit Yeah. so that should be fun
2: I hope that movie's yeah. half good Yeah, it should be never heard of it but (laughs) alright oh man anyways
1: till next week bye bye twilight sucks dick